another episode of Time for Your Mind. This is Courtney Colnane. I am so excited to be back. I took a little bit of a hiatus because I had this laryngitis problem. It kind of sounded like I smoked three packs of Newports a day, but I'm back. My voice is in good shape. And you guys are really digging the relationship episodes, so I thought I would talk today about the number one quality that I encourage my clients to look for in a partner. So listen if you are in a relationship, too, because you're going to want to foster this in your partner to bring out the, the best relationship stuff. So we often tend to like zero in on like all these other things that we think are the problem. Like they don't take out the trash or they don't, they don't um, take me on a date or they get mad when I go out with my friends. You know, there's all these different things that feel heavy to us, but it really, really boils down to this. And I actually had this conversation with one of my clients yesterday We were talking about a new person that she's seeing and some of her fears around starting over, being vulnerable around somebody new. And we talked about this super important quality. So I will get into it, but I also just want to say that as always, self-assurance plays such an important role because you can't get to the bottom of these issues and have the guts to really advocate for yourself without a baseline level of self-assurance. So that is always something we've constantly got to be assessing because as much as this information is super helpful, if you can't put it into practice because you're scared or you haven't had good results doing this with your partner, so you don't want to feel worse or you don't want to start a fight, that is where your self-assurance is telling you no. So got to sprinkle in the aspect of self-assurance. And of course, besides this number one quality that is so important, I also want to say that a big thing I talk about with couples, uh, when I'm doing couple therapy or when I'm one-on-one with a client, is that there has to be a level of core compatibility. So, you know, uh, just like friends aren't going to work if you don't have a similar type of humor or you don't have similar interests or um, you don't have the same values or beliefs, oftentimes, there has to be level of compatibility. So what I'm saying is that you have to have the same ideas about where you want to live, if you want to have children, um, what is important to you, if lying's okay, how your social life plays a role, how you manage your finances. And a lot of these things are changeable, but sometimes two people have core values that don't gel. So, you know, for instance, I had an ex-boyfriend that loved staying home and didn't like, he didn't like going out to eat. He didn't really like going to concerts. He didn't spend a lot of time with his friends. He was pretty close with his family, which is great. Don't get me wrong, but that's not compatible with me. I'm the type of person who likes to go out and, uh, you know, especially at that point in my life, my late 20s, I was not a homebody. 
And I liked experiences. Experiences were really valuable to me. I like to travel. Um, and I'm just not going to be happy with somebody who's happiest sitting home all the time. So that's a perfect example of like a core compatibility. Um, my ex after him did not like spending money. He was a saver, which again is a great quality to have. Don't get me wrong. I think um, my husband, Mike, and I could use a little help with each other with saving, but we really value living life. And that's kind of how we look at finances. And those are, some things are unchangeable. Now that we're past that, I'll get to the good stuff. And this is what I told my client with the most important thing that I've seen creates relationship success is the ability for a person and desire to change. I know that sounds super broad, but if we think of people in our life, so many people are so rigid where they don't want to hear negative feedback. They struggle to take accountability. They kind of have this, I am who I am mentality. And in some ways that's that's great, but two people when they meet, and even sometimes when they've been married for years, you know, I've worked with couples that have been married for years that are just starting to be like, okay, how do we get on the same page and change to work better with each other? Because you're bringing your stuff into the relationship. You're bringing your family history. You're bringing your values. You're bringing how you like to be loved. You're bringing what's important to you. And the other person's bringing all that stuff too. And if you really haven't worked on yourself at all, you probably have no idea how you communicate, where your communication pitfalls are, you know, where um, you could make the person happier, how the other person could make you happier, what your expectations are. My microphone just fell. I was getting a little aggressive there with my hands. Um, how those expectations are either being met or not met. Uh, and these things all can only be fixed or, or improved upon if that person has an ability to change and grow. And if you're listening to this podcast, my hope is that you're the type of person who really does want to grow and change. You know, you're willing to hear the hard stuff. You're willing to take accountability and you'll put things into action. And so that kind of brings us to the next step where my client was like, how can I, how do I assess for somebody who has a desire and ability to change? Because I don't think there's very many people out there who would say, no, I'm super rigid. I'm not gonna listen to you. I'm going to just do what I wanna do and that's it, obviously. So I think like the number one way you assess for this is looking at somebody's level of accountability. And that is really just, can they own their actions? And most importantly, when they're wrong. And, and they don't always have to agree with you. If you're telling them they're wrong, they don't have to say, yeah, you know what? I'm right. You're right every single time. I think it's more just the, or I know it's more the ability to admit when they fell short, to 
say, okay, I said I did this and I didn't, or yeah, you did keep bringing this up and I'm sorry, I, I can't do that, or I haven't been able to do that, or yes, you're right, can you be patient, I'm working on it. These are all examples of somebody who's accountable. If there's somebody who's just always giving you excuses about why they were wrong or why you're wrong, I mean, excuse me, why you're wrong, why what they did was justified, you know, that's not somebody who's being accountable. So following through on behavior change is important, but the number one measure of this is accountability. And it doesn't have to be, I see couples get dragged into this a lot. It doesn't have to be a long, drawn out, guilt-ridden apology. I, I prefer when the couples I work with are just to the point, accountable, make a promise to change and move on. Because sometimes people are like, okay, well, how do I know they really are serious if they're not getting into it? Or am I letting them off the hook too easy if they're just like, no, I should have done that. You're right. Um, and the answer is no. I mean, who wants to spend time fighting? Who wants to spend time in this stuff? Only time will tell if somebody does change their behavior. And, and I think ability, accountability doesn't mean that they're going to change overnight. Real change takes a lot of patience. This is something I tell my clients all the time is to be patient with people. We're a lot of times unraveling lifelong wounds. So yeah, you're not going to have one conversation and have it work out. And I think if you're looking for somebody to be accountable, the best way you can come at it is not combative. And just kind of go back to that other episode on communication, which is how do you feel and what do you need? And a lot of like the most accountable people are able to take accountability for, I didn't realize that hurt you. That wasn't my intention, but I can see that it did and I'm going to make an effort to change. So even if that wasn't that person's intention to hurt you, they still recognize it's an important part of this relationship dynamic that you're navigating. So accountability is number one. And I think when you're assessing this too, you can also look a little deeper and see, is somebody, have you seen them change or grow? You know, in the scheme of how long you've known them, have they made changes? Have they listened? Have they followed through on things they've wanted to do for themselves? Do they have that capacity? A lot of people want to do better, but like who has the ability to really dig their heels in and and make it happen? Because a huge thing I say all the time is that relationships are work. They, I think we have a Disney movie idea that you meet the right person and it's just easy with them. And sometimes it can feel that way for even years, but I truly believe that in healthy reciprocal relationships that for both people to be happy, both people have to work on it. So is that person willing to work on your relationships? Is that person willing to have uncomfortable or not happy conversations at appropriate times, but eventually we'll have them for the sake of working on the relationship? Because great relationships aren't by accident, they're almost always made. Even if somebody doesn't go to therapy, you normally see really good couples have really good problem resolution skills. And so if you're years into your relationship or you're just starting a new one, 
those problem resolution skills are essential. And they're kind of some of the things that I've talked about today, but I am going to do a whole nother podcast episode on that. So if this sounds great to you, or you already knew this, but you're you're also kind of like, I don't really have the guts to go there. I don't have the guts to talk to my person about their level of accountability or to voice what is or isn't working for me, then you've got to start at step one, which is self-assurance. So please check out my self-assurance course, starboardgrowth.mykajabi.com, K-A-J-I-B-I is Kajabi, mykajabi.com. And also make sure you're following me on Instagram at Courtney Colnane, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-C-U-L-N-A-N-E. Let me know what you think and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye.